Yes, hello, Jeff here, and welcome to episode 13 of Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, my podcast covering 205 Live on a weekly basis so you don't have to watch it. I am joined by my co-host, my dog, who you may have heard last week snoring in the background, so let's let that trend continue as you might hear snoring in the background again. Yeah, you could probably hear that. This episode takes place February 19th, 2019, and it follows the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view where Buddy Murphy retained his title over Akira Tozawa in an amazing affair on the pre-show, which according to known shitbird Michael Cole, doesn't count. It was a great back-and-forth bout with great spots and really livened up the crowd to start the show. At one point, Tozawa went for a suicide dive and Murphy caught him in a suplex position, and suplexed him on the outside. An amazing top rope, a top rope spot uh, saw Tazawa basically hitting a Frankensteiner on Murphy while Murphy was standing on the top rope. And Murphy kicking out of Tazawa's finisher as well. Uh, the match finally ended when Murphy countered the octopus stretch Tazawa had him in into a Murphy's Law. Just great stuff here. Probably a match then probably the match of the night if the Elimination Chamber main event match did not happen. Let's discuss this week, however, as known Pissant, who is wearing an awful it's a it's like dumb and dumber bad orange suit. He's wearing an orange suit, folks. He narrates the opening as he usually does and recaps the Elimination Chamber match. Also announced Basically what became the bread and butter of the cruiserweights, we will have an eight-man tournament starting next week to determine the number one contender for Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania. Tonight, we will get Umberto Carrillo versus TJP to open. These tournaments are basically what 205 Live does best and really gives me something to look forward to in the coming weeks. Uh, and the main event of this week will be Mike Kanellis versus Cedric Alexander. And both matches, on paper at least, should be good. So, yay! Um, TJP is the first to enter and head to the ring. He looks more douchey than usual, if that's possible. But maybe because that's his in-ring gear reminds me of Dolph Ziggler's. His entrance gear, too, he's kind of got like the jacket with the, the chains on it. and the, I don't know, and his pants are black and pink. And I don't know. It just reminds me of his gear. Umberto Carrillo is now out. Aiden English wants to suck some Umberto dick and legitimately almost calls him hot. The match starts with a stalemate uh, and then Carrillo goes to jump out of the ring when the submission commission head down to the ring and seem to have talked to Carrillo off screen at some point during the week uh, to coach him and I'm guessing it's just to make him be less jumpy. Carrillo then changes it up and goes into a leg lock type maneuver, but it is quickly countered. Carrillo starts taking back over control with some high flying stuff until he gets countered. TJP takes over with some technical stuff. I gotta say, I enjoy TJP's wrestling style, even though I don't really care for his personality or character. I like his technical wrestling stance. He has a lot of submissions. Um, he still has some, uh, you know, high flying stuff, some striking. I do, I do enjoy watching it. Uh, TJP seems to be focusing on Carrillo's left arm. I just realized that TJP is sporting a goatee, and it makes him look like he could very well be the long-lost Cologne brother. It, it really does. 
Gulak and Gallagher get upset when Carrillo dives to the outside onto TJP. Because he's flying. Get it? A reverse rolling thunder to TJP for a two count. After going for his finisher and getting reversed, Carrillo botches a spot, but TJP goes with the flow very well, and he locks in a label lock. It was very quick thinking, and it he covered it up pretty well by TJP. Gulak is encouraging Carrillo to reach the ropes, and he makes it and breaks out of the label lock. Or, TJP has to break it. Carrillo hits the middle drop kick. Carrillo hits a missile dropkick onto TJP while he's on the apron, and for whatever reason, TJP rolls into the ring. Right into the spot where Carrillo hits his handstand springboard moonsault finisher onto TJP, and gets the win. The submission commission enter the ring and lift Carrillo up in celebration. For whatever reason, Carrillo looks very standoffish, even though apparently they talked backstage at some point. And last week, I think, I think it was last week, he said... He looks forward to getting coaching from some of the best guys, which the best guys in his eyes were Gulak and Gallagher. But anyway, that doesn't matter. It was a decent match, uh, and continues its story with Gulak and Gallagher and Carrillo and whatever's going on there. It's promo time, as Tony Nese is shown, promising he will be the Cruiserweight champion after destroying Noam Dar last week. He promises to get over his mental block and actually beat everyone to become that Cruiserweight champion was kind of a boring promo. Nice has proven he can be decent on the mic, and this wasn't proving anything. We go to Mike and Maria Canellis now, and they get interviewed by Kayla, I think that's Kayla Braxton, about facing Cedric Alexander, and Maria says Mike has been successful by taking the hard road and facing all the top competitors. They promise a, a win. Well, I guess she promises it, and says they're going to prove that he is the most dangerous man in 205 Live. It's better than Nieces, but once again, I've seen better from Maria. Maybe I'm just an asshole. <laughs> it's always nice to have Maria grace my screen, so I shouldn't complain. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> We're getting the jobber match. The jobber match returns. We get Greaser Davari out, and he has a mic. He says how badly he's going to beat his opponent. Apparently, his opponent is an unathletic, fetus-faced man with a shitty blonde wig. No shit you're going to win, pony boy. Devar with some cheap heat and basically takes a jab at the New Orleans Saints. Apparently, the fetus has a name, and it's Johnny Lyons. Alright. Fetus with a headlock. My guess, his only offense. Never mind. He lands a shitty dropkick. Devari kicks him in the head. A Let's Go Johnny chant. Alright. He quickly hits his hammerlock lariat and then a cobra clutch. Alright. And Fetus taps out. But Pony Boy keeps it locked in. Wow, a squash match. That's surprising. That was not necessary. We knew he was going to be aggressive. We knew he was going to win. And he did. I hope this isn't a continuing trend and we go back to just two matches, because the third match, now that I see it again, not worth it. We then go to Buddy Murphy backstage, and he compliments himself on being so dominant. Says Dribble Dick is fine, trying to find him worthy opponents and run down all of his greatest wins in the Cruiserweight division. 
He calls himself the greatest cruiserweight of all time and wonders who his next opponent will be coming out of this eight-man tournament. It was actually a pretty good promo by Buddy. He's kind of falling into that role of the cocky, arrogant, considering himself the greatest. It's main event time as the best intro music ever plays and Mike and Maria Canellis make their way down to the ring. Mike looks super focused and a little angry. They don't do the usual smooching at the top of the ramp. Maria this time, instead of joining commentary, sits in front of it. Nigel says she is not joining them because Aiden has had blatant disrespect for her these past couple weeks. Cedric Alexander is on his way out. A Let's Go Cedric chant starts immediately. That gives some nice chain wrestling in the beginning. Uh, reversals. Uh, and then Mike kind of just pie faces Cedric. And he kind of hides between the ropes behind the ref. Some, you know, classic chicken shit heel. Okay. We get some big chops by Canellis, Hurricane Rana, and drop kick by Alexander. And a big chop in return by Alexander that even makes Maria react like she knew it hurt. Another chop. And the third was the hardest chop. <laughs> Kick to the back of Canalis' head for a two count. Fourth chop by Alexander. God. It, his chest is starting to really show that that's really gonna hurt. Alexander goes for a springboard and Canalis reverses it with a big punch. Canalis takes over with big ground strikes. A big basement drop kick by Canalis. He drapes Alexander over the apron and hits a big punch. He comes back into the ring, and a fifth and sixth chop by Alexander, and a roll-up for a two-count. Canalis with a third big punch, and Alexander... Th uh, oh, I'm sorry. And Canalis throws Alexander into the middle turnbuckle. Maria seems to be enjoying Mike beating up Cedric. Hmm. Alexander fighting back with a seventh chop and a dropkick. He hits... It's actually two dropkicks, one to the knee, and then a really stiff one to the head. <laughs> They show a replay, and he actually hit him in the head. A big spinning back elbow and a neuralizer from Cedric. He goes for a springboard and then fucks it up again and hurts his knee again? What? It's the same exact spot from last week. Uh, well, anyway, I wonder how long he's actually going to sell the knee this week. Canellis stomps immediately on said knee. Get a roll-up by Alexander for two, and a super kick. Apparently not very long. Ah, never mind. He, he's kind of still selling it. Goes for a lumbar check but can, on Canellis, but he can't because of his knee. Neuralizer attempt again. All right, Seth Rollins, relax. Canellis with a super kick counter, and then hoists Alexander under his shoulders and hits a Michinoku driver for a close two count. They start to exchange strikes. And Canales hits that backpack stunner for an extremely close two count. Well, it looks like he'll probably be losing. You get three roll-ups and a Michinuku driver by Alexander, all for cl close two counts. They exchange again with Canales on the apron and Alexander in the ring. Canales tries a suplex, but ends up with both of them on the apron, and they do a double big boot to each other. Alexander on the ring apron and Canales on the outside. He starts crawling to the back. He being Canellis. Alexander chases him down, and Canellis hits a big spine buster to Alexander on the entrance ramp. It was loud, and it looked like it hurt. Canellis crawls back to the ring and asks the ref to count him out. 
Alexander, however, barely makes it back to the ring thanks to a delayed and slowed 10 count. It was literally like 8, 9, 10. Oh, he made it back. Yeah, it was kind of lame. You get a Boston Crab by Canellis when Alexander gets back in the ring. And you get a teased tap on a Boston Crab, which we all knew wasn't going to happen. Although, it was, you know, I'm not, I shouldn't be so cynical. It was, it was somewhat believable. Because, you know, he had the bad back and the bad, le bad leg. He reached the ropes, though. Um, I have to say, even though I'm being a little cynical before, I, I, in all seriousness, this is a very solid match with some really good storytelling. Canellas is doing everything. He's throwing the kitchen sink at Alexander, but he just can't get the win. You get Alexander with a flipping senton to the outside, injured back and leg and everything, and when he throws Canellas back into the ring, and when he goes to go back in the ring, Maria stops Alexander from coming into the ring. And it, he kind of, Alexander stops a little and he goes to run around her and gets into the ring and it creates a distraction, just enough of a distraction for Canales to hit a super kick and then a kind of neck breaker, spinning neck breaker finisher. It was definitely a finisher. Uh, and Alexander got his shoulder barely up right before the two count, right before the three count. And the Canales celebrate along with Nigel. Nigel's losing his shit on the mic. But the ref noticed the shoulder. Just give the fucking guy the win at this point. It's, it's, it's too much. It's too much for my little heart to handle. The ref tells them. And Maria and Mike finally realize. And Maria screams in the ref, ref's face. And Mike loses his mind. Cedric goes for a roll-up on a charging Mike. And Mike counters it nicely for a two. Um, and we get a lumbar check from Alexander. And that means that uh, Canellis lands on Alexander's hurt knee and Alexander's hurt back. He sells it a little bit and can't cover right away. I have to say, Mike is literally counting, countering all the ways he lost in his past two matches. So this is some really good storytelling and it's good character progression because he's actually learning from these mistakes. Even though... He just lost because, uh, you know, Alexander pinned him for the three count on the stupid lumbar check that was delayed on the pin, which I'm not totally happy about. Um, it's still showing progression that he's learning from his previous roll-up mistakes. Um, it was a really good match. There was a lot of near falls, great storytelling. I, I like this Canellis storyline. I mean, I might have a little bit of a biased and vested interest in Canellis, but... I mean, it is interesting. He's performing extremely well in the ring, almost winning against former Cruiserweight champions and top guys. But oh, they're all former Cruiserweight champions, actually. It's, it was Kalisto, uh, Brian Kendrick, and now Cedric Alexander. But he just can't, he can't get that win. Um, the show's not over, however, as we go backstage to Captain Golden Shower with his fucking awful orange suit to announce some of the competitors in the eight-man tournament. He announces the first first-round matchups that will take place next week, and they will include Kalisto versus Tony Nice and Brian Kendrick versus Drew Gulak. Cool. This was a very it, it was two very solid main events in a row for Two of Five Live. 
and I mean above the usual standard that these matches are usually compared to. I mean, we know there's going to be very solid in-ring performances and in-ring action and spots and all that. But last week, last week we got a match that literally tore the house down, uh, and in my opinion, a match of the year candidate uh, with Nice and Dar. And this week we got a really great wrestling match with storytelling and a lot of drama. Uh, you know, Nigel's vested interest in the match and vested interest in Canel- the Canalises. Um it was just great stuff, and, and English, obviously, is against them in a way. Uh, I really appreciate the effort that's being put forward, and now I get to look forward to the start of the tournament next week. So, with that being said, that does it for this episode of Hurry Up and Cruiserweight. I'm Jeff, and thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for some more 205 Live action. Bye. Just